Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, July 1st. We are in July and ready to roll here. And uh, we are here with our weekly, well, bi-weekly right now, PGA show. And we are going to look uh, and discuss and break down the Rocket Mortgage, uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic that is played in Detroit. And uh, we're really excited to talk about that. So uh, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined with my partner in crime here, Mr. Andrew Hansen. Yeah, I'm excited here. I can't believe it's already week four of this part of the PGA season. Can you? It's just seems like it's flown by, but we've already yeah. had three tournaments: Texas, South Carolina, Connecticut, and now we yep. go to uh, Detroit. Sugar Shane Caldwell territory. He That's is right. Detroit Sports Shane. Yes, he so is. So this falls under that umbrella, in my opinion. So uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to tap on Shane's shoulder here this week and get some wild card picks. But uh, no, you're right. It's it's going fast, and just the fact that it's July 1st is ecstatic. So we're now we can say in this month we've right. got real MLB and real NBA. So. How awesome is that? Uh, listen, I want to mention, too, if you're watching us uh, on YouTube, this would be the time right at the beginning. Please hit the subscribe button. It's there or there, wherever it is, and hit that alarm button. Um, we're getting a ton of momentum YouTube-wise. For some reason, people like watching us. I don't know if it's – it's got to be you because I'm sure I scare away the, the kids and the children. So, I don't know. The children you, you're always giving a new fashion statement, a hat on, hat off, hat backwards, different colored shirts. Yes, it's all has to do with playing sports and, and having that stupid, uh, you know, what's what's hot, what's not. So, yeah, the superstition. Yeah, superstition. I'm trying to go with the hatless golf. So if that works this week, then, you know, I should be hatless for quite some while. So all right. we'll see how all that all goes. But definitely uh excuse me jump in there on youtube uh that is you know where we're getting a lot of momentum and a lot of people do listen to us wherever podcasts are heard we also uh you know put this up everywhere spotify all apple podcasts etc but uh, youtube seems to be uh the the real momentum and sensation going forward so we are doing two of those today we've got this one and then andrew with his double duty has KBO with Sugar Shane, so that should be fun. Uh, before we jump in, I want to thank our two sponsors, MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag for all your sports wagering and casino action and get that exclusive offer by putting in the promo code COACHTALK. And with that, you get a 50% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 and a $25 free play. So terrific offer uh, from our friends at MyBookie. Also, TVG, uh, that is where the world watches and wagers on horse racing. Go to TVG.com and also sign up uh, with the promo code COACHTALK, or you can sign up for TVG right through the DFSCoachTalk.com website. And you, with that, you receive an exclusive offer, only offered to DFS Coach Talk members, and that is a $300 risk-free bet. So definitely take advantage of that. Um, all right, we're going to dive into this. Let me set the scene a little bit for you on what we're looking at here. 
And it is a little shift from the first three as far as what the keys are, in my opinion, anyway, to what it's going to take to for these guys to do really well here. So uh, it's interesting also because it's the Rocket Mortgage Classic. This is only the second year in their existence. Uh, last year was the first, so we don't have that in-depth performance at that course knowledge. But uh, it's a wonderful golf course, the Detroit uh, Golf Club. If you have a chance, uh, and go to DetroitGolfClub.com and look at their course. They do a flyover of all 18 holes. It's really cool. Um, and when you watching that, uh, you see it's really wide open, lots of room. It's very long. It's 7,334 yards, and we haven't really sniffed over 7,000 very much uh, in these three so far, or just by a little. Uh, it is a par 72. And for me, I was mentioning uh, to Andrew before the podcast, and we'll review some of these stats as we're going, but, you know, I think it's a major premium on driving distance and a, a major premium on strokes gained from tee to green, because you're going to have that ability to just smash the ball and, you know, use a wedge or whatever these guys use, which is amazing, and then just stick it close. So, a uh, couple of stats we'll look at there. Um, we'll also check out uh, the MyBookie odds to win it. And I'm hoping Andrew didn't uh, cheat and look, so I'll have to quiz him on those, which he's two, three for three, I think. He won all those challenges so far. So uh, why don't you share, Andrew, a couple of the keys that you think are going to be, be standout uh issues with this tournament is going to help come up with some guys that are going to do well. Right. Well, I think uh, we we do need to take into account the distance here and the par fives. As you look at the last couple of weeks in Hilton Head, it was a par 71, only 7,099 yards with three par fives. Last mm-hmm. week, there were only two par fives at the Travelers par 70, only 6,841 yards. So this is basically 500 yards longer, and we get four par fives, and we get four par fours between 450 and 500 yards. Wow. So the two stats that I've spent the most time looking at this week are par four scoring on holes that are between 450 and 500 yards, and then par par five scoring, because, again, this is the first time – in three weeks that we've had four par fives. Very good. So sort of those all sort of mixed together, but between the four, I think if we review those, uh, we look at some crossover guys, I think that should stand out. So that should be great. Outstanding. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you again, look at this course. It is really cool. I, I was, I am not familiar with this course. I barely remember last year's uh, last year's winner, by the way, was Nate. Is it Lashley? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Nate I watched Lashley. A, yeah, I watched a good amount of it last year, and I that I do remember that feeling of man, this is just wide open. Um, you just don't seem to get in too much trouble. My understanding is that the rough's a little bit longer this year, but uh, bottom line is I agree that uh, distance is going to be key. No doubt. Uh, last year when I when I saw who won real quick, I I was thinking, is that Nick Lachey from 98 degrees? 
did he go into golf? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's Nate Lashley, and I'm sure he gets a lot of that uh, teasing as well. Um, all right, let's let's dive right into a couple of these stats because uh, I'll I'll jump in on driving distance because this this is just strictly uh, going to be key. I mean, it, you're going to see drivers like crazy, whereas you know, if you watched a lot of DJ this past weekend, DJ uh, hit a lot of three woods and there were a lot of guys using irons, just getting position. But you're going to see the boomers for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. I'll tell you, they did a little piece on Bryson DeChambeau. And I know we talk about him every week and uh, the fact that he's gotten bigger. But his he truly is swinging it like John Daly. I mean, the the wickedness of that swing, I'm almost concerned he's going to hurt his back or something. It is vicious swing. <laughs> but, well, I heard it, I heard an yeah. interview in the last few days here where he talked about how much he has paid attention to training all of the muscles in his body so that they work together and that he can avoid injury. And he's really taken a deep dive on the science. Yeah. And, you know, made sure that he can give that full out effort, yet still, you know, remain healthy and avoid the risk of injury. So I think he's in the best position probably of anyone to be able to swing that hard and avoid injury. I mean, you know, I saw John Daly play in person and it was really hilarious. I followed him around that dude. I mean, he was he's a chain chain smoking, yep. just crazy dude. But yep. man, does he let it rip. And Tiger, you know, in his best days, of course, used to let it rip. But I, I honestly think, I mean, if you really watch it, watch the viciousness of that swing. I don't know if I've ever seen that type of club head speed. And they even showed the freeze frame of his his uh, driver, and it was bent like a banana because the force of coming down, I, I just I, I couldn't get over it. But I say all of that to tell you, guess what? He's not first in the in the he's second in oh, driving yeah. distance. Would you believe that? Okay, for the season. For the season. He is three twenty point one average off the tee. But somebody is higher, and I'm not even gonna do the coach's quiz on you because you're not gonna get it. Believe it or not, it's Cameron Champ. Oh yeah, okay. Three twenty point eight. And then a few other guys, because there's some guys that could sneak in here. Eric uh, Van Ruyen is 315. Kurt Kitayama, who's starting to play some golf, 315. And then you have a couple of weird guys, Ryan Brim and Grayson Murray, that are pounding it. And then you've got the, the common guys you would expect. Bubba Watson, 313. Rory McIlroy's also 313. Uh, then you got Jason Kokrak, Brandon Haggy, Scotty Scheffler, uh, Mr. Matthew Wolf, who has not played good golf, but Adam Scott, Sam Burns, little Tommy Fleetwood in that 160-pound body. I don't know how he's hitting it, 310. And then uh, the last guy, Brooks Kepka, on that top list. And I'll, I'll mention one guy right below Gary Woodland at 308. So some some value guys, possibly. We have to look at a couple of the other stats to to uh, combat those because you don't want guys that have no you know wedge game and aren't putting well because 
the other thing uh, about this course too is you need to be long and you need to be able to putt. So that's a, a, a combination where, you know, only the best of the best really have that combo. So let me follow it up with my second stats of the week because it takes that into consideration and let's see which guys are also in shots gained T to green. By the way, officially, this is my favorite statistical analysis category to look at. It, 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 you can't hide, uh, you know, in T to green. If you look at if you look at shots gained T to green, and look up putting, I mean, you can almost base it off of those two things alone. But uh, all right, shots gained T to green. Our man Tyrell Hatton who we were all over the other week, um, is just fantastic. I mean, he's just, I mean, he's got a big lead. He's fan, just phenomenal. Second is Rory McIlroy, what also tells you that he's knocking on the door to do something uh, special. Hideki Matsuyama, who has, you know, shown signs. I know I rostered him a couple weeks ago and he didn't make the cut. So I don't know if he was tee to green on his way to lunch for that one or what, but uh, that one wasn't too great. Here's one that shocked me. Number five in the in the entire PGA is Sergio Garcia still playing great golf, target golf. Uh, sore spot for you. You may not want to listen to this one, but Justin Thomas is fifth uh, in the league. In the league, yeah, it's a PGA is a league. Bryson DeChambeau. Now, that's where I was going to say, man, you got a guy blasting it like that and he's sixth. Uh, that gets my interest and it tells you why he is the most expensive player on DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, one of my favorites, Patrick Cantlay, uh, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley. So do you get the theme here, Andrew? All of these guys are playing great golf. I mean, this stat really takes a picture of, of, you know, are you playing a complete game of golf? And all those top 10 are so playable. And I'm just going to scan the next 10 because as we're building lineups and talking about value plays, some of these guys are really going to come into play. We know Abraham Answers has been playing terrific golf. He's in there. Joel Dom, uh, Damon, he's been terrific. Webb Simpson, Harold Varner. It's almost like leading the money list for what's gone on so far. Paul Casey, John Rahm, Daniel Berger, of course, Mark Leishman, who fell apart for me on Sunday, Harris English, and Joaquin Neiman. So those are big names. You know, if you want to review those on your own, just go to PGA.com and uh, shots gain T to green, because I'm telling you, in it's a great way to look at consistency. And if we're looking for those big bombers, and you can get a guy that's super long and is still making it in the top part of this uh, category, you're, you've got some guys that can score low. Yeah, and it's funny. Um, you mentioned Bryson being at the top of driving distance being right at the top 10 of T to green. And he happens to be right near the top in both of my stats as well. So, wow. 
Uh, par four efficiency, he is sixth. And par five scoring, he's tied for 13th. So everything across the board, T to green, driving distance, scoring, he's just getting it done. So uh, like you said, no wonder he's the most expensive on both sites. Um, but let me let me scan through some of the uh, best guys this season. Uh, par four scoring, 450 to 500 yards who are playing this week. Webb yep. Simpson is actually number one. Uh, he's I, also... Uh, that, also, that, remember the, tur- the this tournament that before last he was rolling in 50 footers for God's sakes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he's also number two in par five scoring. So you know this course sets up perfectly for him. He didn't play here last year, uh, but he's he's coming off a win two weeks ago, so he makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Uh, Bubba Watson is second in par four efficiency for those longer par fours. Tyrrell Hatton is third. You mentioned him in tee to green. Yeah. Uh, Brant Snedeker, we haven't mentioned him yet. He's fourth on the long par fours. And last year he was tied for third in this tournament. Yeah. 7,900. Good value there. Hudson Swafford. Okay. Here is an under the radar value play. He's fifth this year in that scoring category. He's only 6,400. That's a golf name if there ever was one. Yeah, seriously. On the team, Mr. Hudson Swafford. (laughs) (laughs) So Bryson is number six. We've talked about him. Victor Hovland, number seven in this category. And I'm a big fan of his. I yeah. I, I think he's the kind of guy that's going to win a major. I really do. He's, yeah, he's still a baby, too. He is, and he's really got things going in his direction. Last three weeks, tied for 23rd, tied for 21st, tied for 11th. And he played last year here and was tied for 13th. So nice. a lot of things going in his favor. Adam Hadwin is 13th on this list. Tony Finau is 16th. And you mentioned him in the tee to green. He's also a big bomber. Patrick Reed is uh, 18th on this list. And last year he tied for fifth in this tournament. Kevin Na is 20th. And that one surprised me a little bit because you just don't think of him as a big hitter. He's so slight. Yeah. Um, you think of him more as a as a really good putter. And last week, he was re, really heating up on the greens. He was sixth in strokes gained putting. And his scoring went 66, 66, 65, 67. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and, you know, he made a nice run at the Colonial, if you remember, as well. He, the right. defending champ. And But the thing is, here's the question. He played in a, a foursome last week with DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. And the commentators, if you, if you had heard it, they said, Nas just a surgeon out there. But in on average, he, uh, he was literally 40 to 50 yards behind DeChambeau. So you just wonder on, you know, uh, 73, 34 yards, if that is going to hurt the Kevin Nas and, you know, those those guys that are your buddy, Jim Furyk. This might not be his uh, favorite course. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A uh, couple other guys on this. Brian Harmon, who we've been uh, having success with here, 34th. And he's actually tied for 53rd in par 5 scoring. Not many of these guys are sort of around the top 50 in both. Uh, yeah. And he's 7,900, good price. Sung J.M. is uh, top 50 in that uh, in metric, and he was tied for 21st in this tournament last year. And then how about Doc Redmond? 
Finished uh, second last year. Yep, and he's 8,500. And last two weeks, he's tied for 21st, tied for 11th. There's uh, a there's a name that no one would realize was playing good golf. Really, you talk about under the radar. Yep. Uh, I'll give you one more name here. Will Gordon, who tied for third last week, and you know had the big headlines because he got his uh, status Art. because of that. Uh, he is 56th in this statistic, and he's only 7,300. And I got to figure he's going to be coming in this week and just have the weight off weight of the world off his shoulders. I mean, he just got to be feeling terrific and just start, you know, firing at flags. Why not? You would think so. I mean, I've seen it work both ways, though, where guys in a situation like that have just so much incredible. I mean, he was you could tell he missed a short putt to yeah. fall back. And then mm-hmm. he ended up making a tremendous shot into a green and make a birdie. But you could see that it looked like he was playing for his life there. Yep. So you just wonder, is that going to wash him out a little bit for this right. week? Right. But either that or he plays free like it's a free square. So it'll be interesting to see how that flows. But, you know, it could go either way. Right. All right. Let me transition to par five scoring here because okay. we have. And this four- is going to be key. You're going to yep. have a lot of eagles, I think, with the long hitters. Right. So Webb Simpson, number two in this stat for the season, like we mentioned. Alex Norin is number six. He is 7,800. Wow. And, he's uh, no youngster either. For uh, He's been around yeah, a he's, while. He's a veteran. Uh, two weeks ago, he was tied for 21st. He didn't play last week. Yeah. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, who you mentioned, he's 12th in par five scoring. Yeah. Uh, Bryson is tied for 13th. Like we said, Nate Lashley, who won it last year, tied for 13th. Um, for 98 degrees. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Rory Sabatini is 26th. He finished tied for third here last year. Mm. Scotty Scheffler is tied for 26th. Uh, he's in the field. Luke List is tied for 36th. He's only 6,700, and he won on the Corn Ferry earlier in June. Right. So he's got he's got that uh, strong performance in his back pocket. Sung J M tied for 36th here, so he's on both lists. Uh, Bubba Watson, as you might expect, Brian Harmon, and then again, Tyrrell Hatton tied for 53rd. Interesting. Um, so those are the ones I made notes on. I love it. And and since we want to give the full, complete picture, I have a, a last category that sort of brings yours and mine together, and that's just flat-out putting. Who are the best putters right now on tour? And I, I won't go through all the names, but guys that we have – talked about on these other statistical analysis if they fall on this one too you got to put a star by them number two in the entire pga is is tyrell uh, hatton tyrell hatton I, I don't know if it's tyrell or tyrell is it i think it's what is Tyr- it? tyrell 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 hatton yep yeah that's it tyrell tyrell hatton he's so he's number number two which you know he was on a lot of those other categories a guy that's been knocking on the door driving these sort of nuts fourth is patrick reed and so he's made some of those other ones your buddy kevin na sixth yep so that's another star by him a couple other guys up in the top there cooch is still putting lights out even at his age daniel berger and here's another guy this this may be the other hot player to pick and that's webb simpson he's 
doing everything right now. He is yeah, he on is. fire. Um, and a couple other mentions because I think there's some value here. Brant Snedeker is is putting very well. Uh, and believe it or not, 23rd on the list, Bryson DeChambeau. So he, he I think he's on all five lists that we mentioned yep. uh, in the top uh, group. So Bubba Watson even 19th, and, and a lot of times that's something that holds him back. So, you know, the best thing to do, let, you know, take sort of a compilation of, of the guys we mentioned here on all these lists, because I think, you know, this event and this course isn't going to be, you know, guys have played it 10 times or they know it so well, and you can look at all the past history and, you know, like the other course we saw love one at five times Furyk one at three times this you got to really look at the statistics because there's no uh you know history uh you can certainly count some of last year but talk about a small sample size one so you know you don't know a lot of the other things that were going on then so uh some good stuff all right we're, we're in the coach's quiz corner now i'm not going to count the first three because they're too easy now, first of all, let me say this. Bryson DeChambeau is the largest favorite of any of the tournaments thus far this season. I'm not just talking since the return. I'm talking the end of 19 in a 20 wraparound. He's only plus 600 to win the whole dang thing. I mean, that's it's not even close. We haven't seen anybody under 1,000. So he is a chalk city favorite. Of course, Webb Simpson at 1,200, and Tyrell, Terrell, and Tyrell, all three Hattons, <laughs> they are third at 1,600. So now we got the, the challenge. We're, we've got seven more spots in the top 10, and because you've been so red hot, you need to get four of them before wow. you have three misses. All right. Well, thinking of these other big names here, because, you know, big names usually get the shorter odds. How about Patrick Reed? Patrick Reed is actually next. He's fourth. The guy that's hot, who we talked about, who you think is going to win a major, and I think I probably agree, Victor Hovland. He is sixth. You're cheating. I mean, you know, the the DraftKings prices are somewhat correlated to the odds, you know? uh, I mean, it's not going to be Hudson Swafford at 6,400 just because he's fifth in par four <laughs> scoring on the long par fours. <laughs> if you if you guessed Swafford, I w- it would have been an immediate disqualification. <laughs> All right. So keep going with your somewhat cheating. I mean, there's only so many studs here. You know, Hideki Matsuyama's got to be up there. He is. And Sung J.M. He is. You win. All right, I got to come up with a new quiz. This is too easy. I'm going to have to put a twist in it next time. But okay. I'll give you let me give you the quick rundown. DeChambeau, 6 600. This is the mybookie.ag odds by the way. We got to remember that. We just plugged into it. And this is as of right now. So, I'll tell you right now, I'd never bet anybody it's plus 600 to win right. an entire golf tournament. Maybe back Tiger when he was on fire, but that's about it. You know, I remember Tiger at plus 120 one time. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Uh, uh, so you have Webb Simpson, 1,200, uh, Hatton at 16, Reed 16, Matsuyama 1,800, Hovland 1,800, M 22, Fowler 
33, even though he's not playing that great. Tony Finau, Kevin Na, believe it or not. And you know who's net last on this list? Scotty Scheffler, the, the quiet Scotty Scheffler. And then just missing the list is our super quiet secret squirrel, old Doc Redman coming in there at only plus 3,500. So very interesting. Those guys that I mentioned, they're all ahead of guys like Jason Day, Bubba Watson, you know, all, you know, some some accomplished golfers that have won some stuff. So, you know, they're these odds, they, they know what they're doing when they put these odds out. That's for sure. So, all right, man, let's talk briefly about uh, a little bit of lineup builds. And, you know, again, what you want to do is uh, certainly jump on DFSCoachTalk.com, sign up. Uh, we're still frozen memberships until July 30th. Uh, so you've got this whole month of July uh, basically for free because we're not starting the clock on any memberships. Uh, just jump in and sign up uh, for a monthly membership on our website and uh, and have at it with KBO and uh, with PGA. Um, also, then, uh, what we'll do in, in our Discord is 30 minutes uh, before lock on all events. We'll make sure everything is good to go, including PGA. We will post uh, tonight uh, our my full... FanDuel lineup, and then I'll, I'll give a little list of mini pivots there in case somebody uh, really wants to make a change. And then Andrew uh, puts together a terrific player pool chart on a very colorful, bright chart, by the way, <laughs> that you'll enjoy taking a look at. Uh, and he'll give you some higher price guys, some value guys, and, you know, some, some grinders in the middle. So, you know, the goal is First goal always is let's get all of our guys through the cut because that can destroy you if you if you miss a cut or two. And then secondly, you know, the guys that are going to really put it together down the stretch. Good news is uh, it doesn't look like, at least at this point, we're going to have any weather problems in Detroit. So that's really good. Uh, it doesn't look like high winds and certainly not the kind of temperatures that these had these guys had to deal with down in Texas or anything like that. So, you know, you can take that weather element pretty much out of it, which will also make it less advantageous to have to grind to find morning guys compared to afternoon guys and all of that advantage. So I think we've got a cleaner uh, contest going in where you can really just focus in on the guys uh, that you really think are tough. So um, I'm gonna give a couple of guys on the FanDuel side. Um, you know, it comes down to this. You've got DeChambeau at 12-2 and Simpson at 12-1. They're, they're the two highest price guys. And really, I believe that you have to anchor your lineup with one of the two. So that's going to be the decision. I haven't made my mind up yet, but I will say that either DeChambeau or Simpson will make my main lineup. And on my backup lineup, I'll, you know, I'll probably play, usually with golf, I'll play uh, maybe three lineups uh, or four. So if I do that, you know, Bryson or Webb will make two or three, probably three of those, and then the other guy, uh, one of them. So uh, let me ask you this. I know you're looking at different prices with DraftKings, but 
what do you think of my theory that you have to have either DeChambeau or Simpson? I like it. Yeah, with three lineups, I do. I mean, there's a lot to like about both of those guys. Obviously, if you wanted to get contrarian, then leave them both out. You know, there's other guys on DraftKings over 10,000 who are certainly attractive. Tyrrell Hatton is cheaper than both of them. So you could go with him and another high-priced guy like Victor Hovland. He's 10,000. So uh, it's it's all about, you know, who you are as a player, how many lineups you're building. But, you know, in general, whether it's cash, GPP, I think it's very smart to start with one of those two. And, and remember, I know we say it on these shows and our listeners every day know this, you know, a million times over. But if we do have somebody new that's joined in for golf, I mean, I'm generally a cash player. So I'm going to have a little bit more sound, firm, you know, less gambling type lineup. And, and uh, you know, whereas Andrew's going to have some GPP, a couple flyers, a little bit more uh you know, what do you play? I would guess you play like, what, seven, eight, nine lineups in golf? Yeah, it just sort of depends on the week. But 10 is a good it's kind of average number. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit different approach. And, and we'll, you know, you can take that into consideration, you know, because I know everybody listening, we probably ever everybody that, you know, somebody that plays a one one shot lineup and somebody that uh, plays 150 max. So you know, when we're giving our takes here, takes, you know, that into consideration as well. Uh, the reason I feel so strong about DeChambeau or Simpson, and I would love to put both in, but I, I don't know if that's going to be feasible, but they, it, there's not a huge difference. It's about a thousand bucks, but you've got the combination of this next level of Reed, Hatton, Matsuyama, Hovland, M, Fowler, Finau, Scheffler, Na. Watson and even JT Poston, uh, which is interesting, and Doc Redmond. The all of those guys are only a thought like around a thousand dollars or so less. So it's odd to me the pricing on FanDuel this week because it's a lot more bunched. I mean, to me, the fact that you have, you know, a JT Poston at ten thousand two hundred, when you have Webb Simpson at twelve thousand one hundred think there should be more of a spread than that. So my point is, you know, it's going to be hard to stack guys at the top, but the DeChambeau Simpson thing makes more sense, one or the other, or even both, if you can really find, uh, you know, some value, but it's not as spread out as usual. I'll give you a couple other names here. Mid-tier, I think Snedeker's a, a decent play at 9,700. Eric Van Ruyen, who came up on a few of our statistical analysis there, 9,600. The veteran Alex Norgan, Norin at 9,400, I think is dangerous. Um, and then you go down sort of to the next level where you start really talking about getting some value. Our buddy Mark Hubbard, still only 8,800. Your man, Tyler Duncan, 8,700. That's some good pricing on those guys. Um, the defending champ, Nate Lashley, is only 8,500. So that's somebody that you may want to take uh, a look at. And then it starts getting down to more of the GPP guys that you can take a run with. Uh, Wesley Bryan did a nice job for us last week. Uh, he hung in there all the way through. He's only 8,000. Um, 
And really, after that, uh, what do you think? Do you know much about Kurt Kitayama, the one that I had called out on some of our? He's. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let me give you a quick synopsis of this guy. He's he's made four or five cuts. He's had some really good finishes. Um, he's up there in the stats in in multiple categories and you know he's he's a new guy to the tour and i think you know he's one of those guys to keep an eye on um and you know some of his scores in the that he's had uh in the last season you know 73.6 fantasy points in the world golf championship 77 in the at&t uh and so he's he's had some uh, events here where he's actually scored okay. Super contrarian, super GPP-ish, but I wanted to mention uh, mention his name because we don't hear from him very often, and uh, uh, you know I haven't heard his name brought up. So somebody to keep an eye on maybe for future events. And the last few guys, since we've been talking about him a little, Hudson Swafford's only 7,700, so if you really have to start uh, dumpster diving with some cheap guys. Uh, that's a guy there. I don't know if I have the courage to say any of these other names. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> scraping. So let's let's give it to that level right now. And if we come up with any uh, other sneak guys here that we can throw in there, we'll give it a shot. So what what about the DraftKings board? So um, in terms of Bryson versus Webb at the top. Bryson is $700 more, but right now I'm leaning towards playing him anyway. Okay. Um, you know, it seems like he's really grinding hard. Uh, Webb had the week off last week. So uh, I'm leaning towards Bryson there. I do like Victor Hovland as another guy in that 10K range. Um, in terms of some value plays, we've mentioned Snedeker a couple times. And with his high finish here last year, tied for third. The putting stats that you mentioned, he's great on the long par fours. Uh, he's a guy that I like to uh, invest in, really safe, um, you know, usually makes the cut. Yes. And uh, Nate Lashley, the defending champ, but let's just mention him. Uh, he's cheap over on DraftKings also, 6,600. Hmm. And, you know, you mentioned the importance of putting. He won last year with a score of 25 under. So you absolutely need to be able to make birdies potentially a couple eagles you got to get hot with the putter and go low so uh you know he'll certainly be in some lineups as the defending champ at only 6600 that is something you just do not see no 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 i'm with you man and i i'll tell you that my last word on the tournament is you know look at the guys that can make eagles look at those long hitters because you're watching your dfs score real close like i was last weekend I think Hovland rolled in an eagle for me, and it's amazing. You jump right up. You know, eagles are worth a lot of points. Uh, two holes later, he double bogeyed, so it was right back down. But that's beside the point. If you can get some guys that get eagles, the, the long the long guys are, are really going to have a field day. You know, 25 under is a pretty darn low score. So, uh, but I, it doesn't surprise me because – you give those guys the driver and and not having fear that they can just go at it, because uh, you can, like I say, you hit it 50 yards to the right, 
you could just hit it back on over. It's, you know, you and I may even hang in there out there for a little bit, as opposed to some of these courses they've just played. So don't be afraid of the long hitters. Don't be afraid of the guys capable of an eagle. But, you know, don't solely take all the bombers. Look at some of those, you know, shots saved and, and you know, tee to green stuff as well. Any other closing thoughts for you on PGA? That's it. Just uh, jump in with us as members to get the player pool. We've had the winner the last three weeks and excellent value plays. So uh, we'd love to have you join us. Yeah, we had first and second last week, which was pretty cool in our player pool. So definitely jump in. We want to thank our sponsors, MyBookie. Go to MyBookie.ag and TVG as well, TVG.com. Um, don't forget, again, if you haven't done it already, we ask you to please hit the subscribe and that little alarm because that's going to be the key to uh, getting these podcasts, being able to hear when they're posted. And when we're posting multiple ones like today, uh, it's it's a lot easier if you get that you know quick notification so you can jump on there. Uh, also on Twitter, we're at DFS Coach Talk. You can listen to all of us on there. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Language Olympic. And uh, D-E-T Sports Shane is our man Shane Caldwell, who's uh, in the uh, backyard of the PGA event uh, this week. Also, um, we want to always mention our uh, favorite charity, MambaOn3.org, all spelled out, M-A-M-B-A-O-N. T-H-R-E-E.org. And that is always an inspiration to us. So that's it. Check out our PGA uh, show. We're going to be posting it here in just a bit. And then uh, take a little break and jump back on for uh, the best looking duo that we have in podcasting. And that's Sugar Shane and, and uh, Andrew as they do KBO this uh, tonight. And we try to keep uh, that momentum going. So I think that's it, man. Any any last words? Thank you all for joining us. Fantastic. Well, thank you for listening in. Uh, for PGA, we'll be back again on Friday just to set up the weekend slate for you and hopefully be bragging about all our guys making the cut, which would be wonderful. And uh, And then we'll be with you with KBO through Saturday. So Thanks again. Listen, subscribe, rate, review, five stars, likes, all of that makes a big difference. And we bring all of this content to you always free, seven days a week in front of the paywall. So any any comments or likes or ratings all help us uh, to keep it going uh, with our sponsors and uh, our entire team. So for everybody at DFS Coach Talk, especially my partner here, Andrew Hansen, I am Coach. We'll look to catch you again tomorrow when we crush it in DFS.